Section 12 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 10, October 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Betty B. Geographic Miscellanea. The British Association for the Advancement of Science has granted $5,000 toward the expenses of the English Antarctic Expedition of 1901. There passed through the American and Canadian ship canals at Sault Ste. Marie during July 4,024,789 tons of freight, or 778,000 tons more than in the corresponding month last year. The medical expedition sent to the Philippines in early spring by the Johns Hopkins University for the purpose of studying the characteristics of tropical diseases in those islands left Manila some weeks since and will probably reach Baltimore early in October. Guarding the Highways of the Sea, contributed by Theodore Waters to McClure's Magazine for September, is very readable and from a popular point of view is an excellent description of the work and records of the Hydrographic Office of the Navy Department. The Railroad Gazette estimates the railroad building in the United States during the six months ending June 30th as aggregating 1,181 miles. The longest line completed by any one company was 64 miles, and the five leading lines aggregated only 244 miles, or an average of less than 50 miles each. The Magnetic Survey of Maryland has now been practically completed, the distribution of the stations being such that on the average there is one station for every 100 square miles. The expenses of the work, with the exception of this year, have been entirely borne by the Maryland Geological Survey. The excursion of geologists last summer to the fossil fields of Wyoming, under the patronage of the Union Pacific Company, will add some rare specimens to the collections of different universities throughout the country. It is believed that several fossils of a new species have been obtained. Though the excursion was originally planned for 30 days, many of the geologists are still at work in the field. A telegram from Tacoma, Washington, announces the return of A.J. Stone, corresponding member of the Zoological and Ethnological Museum of Natural History and New York Zoological Society, who for the past two years has been traveling about the Arctic Circle studying the geographical distribution of animals in that section. It is reported that during five months of travel last winter, he covered 3,000 miles of Arctic coast and mountain entirely above the Arctic Circle. Reports from Alaska via Seattle, Washington, describe two distinct earthquakes felt from Lynn Canal to the Aleutian Archipelago. The first, on Sunday, September 3rd, did but little damage, but it was followed by a very severe shock on September 10th. Several islands are said to have settled from 20 to 25 feet. A report received by the U.S. Coast and Geodetic Survey shows that an earthquake was also felt in Prince William Sound on September 3rd, but that no damage was done at this point. Charles Patrick Daly, LLD, for 35 years President of the American Geographical Society of New York City and former Chief Justice of the Court of Common Pleas of New York, died at his home in Sag Harbor, Long Island, September 19, 1899. 
while preeminently a lawyer and a jurist his long connection with the society of which he was the president and his honorary membership in the national geographic society the royal geographical society of london the berlin geographical society and the imperial geographical society of russia will make his death especially felt in geographic circles the geographical journal for september opens with the first of a series of articles by dr francisco p moreno on his explorations in patagonia at different times between eighteen seventy three and eighteen ninety seven captain g e smith r e contributes a description of road-making and surveying in british east africa robert t turley describes a tour in no man's land manchuria other articles of interest are the cambridge anthropological expedition to torres straits and sarawak from gems to marich save and mumias british east africa by major h h austin r e and dr Passarge's journeys in south africa an interesting feature of the pilot chart of the north atlantic ocean for september is a diagram prepared from investigations made by professor george davidson of the university of california showing the lines separating the lands of the pacific where american date is kept from those where asiatic date is kept the line passes through bering straits skirts the aleutian islands on the west extremity and then follows the 180th meridian southward as far as the fiji islands where it diverges slightly to the east thus the aleutian hawaiian and samoan islands keep american time while the marshall and fiji islands and new zealand follow asiatic time or are one day ahead a recent number of science states that the american museum of natural history at new york city has now 23 representatives in the field engaged as follows the jessup expedition to the north pacific making archaeological and ethnological researches in british columbia and northeastern siberia the jessup zoological expedition to the united states of columbia the constable expedition to the northwest for large mammals an expedition to new mexico to study the cliff dwellings and the pueblos an expedition for the study of north american indians in california and arizona a paleontological expedition to wyoming an expedition to peru and bolivia under dr bandelier and local archaeological work an anchor and a buoy marked andre polar expedition are reported to have been found by a norwegian cutter on the north coast of king charles islands east of spitzbergen neither the wellman nor the perry parties in their explorations of the past year discovered any trace of the missing aeronaut also the steamer antarctic which left helsingborg sweden may twenty fifth with an expedition under professor a g northhurst to look for andre along the northeast coast of greenland on her return in september reported a fruitless search the report received at the beginning of this year that the bodies of andre and his two companions had been found on the coast of siberia has not been confirmed by later advices on august twenty sixth general lord kitchener formally opened for traffic the bridge built by american engineers across the Apera near its confluence with the nile trains can now be run to within seventy five miles of khartoum and before the end of the present year 
the whistle of the locomotive will be heard at the capital of the Sudan itself. Mr. Cecil J. Rhodes has the utmost confidence in the completion of the proposed railway from the Cape to Cairo within 10 years, and in view of the energy displayed in the construction of the 700 miles that have been built since the project began to be seriously considered, there is little doubt that the completion of a line of railway across the dark continent will be one of the early achievements of the coming century. Various sites within a radius of 25 miles of Washington are being examined by parties under Dr. Bauer's direction for the determination of the best location for the Coast and Geodetic Survey Observatory. The examinations thus far made have disclosed some interesting regional disturbances, especially in the vicinity of Gaithersburg. In order to determine what influence such regional disturbances have upon the variations of the Earth's magnetism, such as, for example, the diurnal variation or the secular variation, it is proposed to mount a sensitive Eschenhagen dedenitograph at Gaithersburg, with the aid of which the variations of the most sensitive of the magnetic elements, the declination, will be continuously and automatically recorded. The election of Honorable John Gifford of Princeton, New Jersey, to a chair of forestry in Cornell University, a department recently established at that institution, is in line with the growing realization throughout the United States of the necessity of the study and solution of the forest problems of the country. Mr. Gifford was the founder and the first editor of The Forester, then the New Jersey Forester, the official organ of the American Forestry Association, which is doing so much to promote the protection and care of the American forests. Last year, Cornell University acquired 30,000 acres of woodland in the Adirondacks for the exclusive use of her forestry department. Over a million small trees, it is stated, have been planted in different sections of this tract, and several seed beds have also been laid out. The Division of Forestry of the U.S. Department of Agriculture has recently issued a handsome little bulletin, number 26, entitled Notes on the Forest Conditions of Puerto Rico by Robert T. Hill of the U.S. Geological Survey. The bulletin embraces the results of observations made during a rapid reconnaissance through the Military Department of Puerto Rico by Mr. Hill in January 1899 and contains not only a clear statement of the forest resources of Puerto Rico, but also such succinct descriptions of the physical features of the island as are necessary to an understanding of its forest problems. In the study and description of the native woods, Mr. Hill was assisted by G. B. Sudworth, dendrologist of the Division of Forestry. Fifteen of the woods are reproduced by a process by which the impressions are made directly from the woods themselves a process designed by S.J. Kubel, and here used, it is believed, for the first time. An excellent feature of the bulletin is an admirable relief map of the island compiled by Mr. Hill. In the Scottish Geographical Magazine for September, Francis H. Screen presents a strong article, From London to Karachi, India, in a week, urging the construction of a branch connecting the English railway system in India with the Russian system in Turkestan. At present, the British line ends at Shaman, on the southern border of Afghanistan, only 430 miles distant from the terminus of an offshoot 
from the main Russian line through Afghanistan. Mr. Screen asserts that the connecting link, including the necessary rolling stock, can be constructed for $15 million, as the route presents no great engineering difficulties. In the same issue of the magazine, Alexander Begg describes Vancouver Island, B.C. R. Blake White publishes some brief notes on the glacial phenomena of Columbia, South America, and A.D. Milne contributes a few notes from the equatorial province. Major Ronald Ross, the leader of the expedition sent to Sierra Leone by the Liverpool School of Tropical Diseases to investigate the possibility of exterminating the malaria-bearing mosquito, has sent to Liverpool the following cablegram. Malarial mosquito found. Ask government to send at once men. Nature states, Major Ross observations in India indicated that the malaria parasite is borne by the spotted-winged mosquitoes and not by the common brindled or gray mosquitoes, and his message announces that he has found that malaria on the west coast of Africa is produced under the same conditions as in India. There is evidence that the malaria-bearing species only breeds in small, isolated collections of water which can be easily dissipated, but the expedition has not yet had time to verify this point. In response to the request of Major Ross asking that workers should be sent out to join him at Sierra Leone, the school has dispatched as an assistant to him Dr. R. Fielding Ould of the Liverpool School of Pathology, who has had special experience in private bacteriological research. A preliminary prospectus has been issued of the Physical Atlas in course of preparation by J. G. Bartholomew, FRSE, FRGS, under the patronage of the Royal Geographical Society. The atlas, comprising seven volumes, consists of a series of maps illustrating the natural phenomena of the Earth, being based to some extent upon the Burgos Atlas, but comprehending much new and original material. Explanatory text accompanies the maps, and for each section of the work, there is also a general introductory article, a critical bibliography, and an index. The work, which has been in progress for over 10 years and is now approaching completion, is revised and edited by Sir Archibald Geike, Geology, Sir John Murray, Oceanography, James Geike, Orography, Alexander Buchan, Meteorology, and a number of other distinguished scientists. The publishers, Messrs. Archibald Constable and Company of London, claim apparently with justice that the Atlas is the most comprehensive publication of its kind ever attempted. The cost of production alone will, it is estimated, exceed $100,000. The meteorology section, with over 400 maps, will be issued during the autumn of 1899. The zoology, ethnography, and demography, geology, botany, and other sections following in rapid succession. The price of each volume or section is $13. End of section 12. End of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 10, October 1899.